Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Gina Schwartz. I don't think they're prepared for my feminist fury, and this is Unfeatured Articles. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Unfeatured Articles. Uh, my name is Curtis Lang, and I'm joined, as ever, by my illustrious hosts, the ineffable James Keogh. That's a me. And the deep, sultry tones of Riley McNamara. That's me. Yeah. And, boys, who else we got? We got a guest. Ooh. We got a guest. Do we? Yes. The delightful, the multi-talented, mm. the... Vivacious redhead herself, Ooh. Gina Schwartz. How are you? Good. No, but just keep going. Just what else? Yeah, more tell compliments, me? please. Go, right, go, go. Okay. Here we well, go. Um, no, I've run out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've, run out. Yeah, no, I've run out. That is really <laughs> offensive. Okay. Uh, cool. That's everything. But that yeah, we do without guests. I'm sorry. We bring them on. We make fun of them. This yeah. isn't a podcast. This, this is, is a roast. We just, this this is is a roast. The roast of Gina Schwartz. Um, <laughs> Gina, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. I am redheaded and <laughs> I unfortunately know these three men. It's and fair. Mm. It's been a lovely time knowing you, but after this, I think this will be it. Thank you. I'm using you for your podcast. Good Fair night. Enough. Using us for our very established platform. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Our very famous, famous Wikipedia podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. I see your plan. No, you're, a, you're, a, you're an actor, aren't you, Jenna? I am, you're an actor. unfortunately, yes. Yes. Mm. We, like mm. all of us, you struggle for the prospect of one day earning <laughs> yes. money. The Dollary Dudes. The Dollary yes. Dudes. Mm, that's them. Um, we met doing a show earlier in the year, didn't we? We did an underground production show that uh, we were talking about, what, like 10 episodes ago? Remember when I was like, no, oh, I we're doing yeah. this show, and then you were like, oh, isn't it over? And then it turned out that it wasn't over, and Jay- Zane had to yeah, yeah, that edit was it. Yeah. That was yeah. when the rain stops falling. When the rain yeah. stops falling. And everyone in this podcast was a part of it, except it- for me. Yes. <laughs> I offered you to audition. Yeah, and then you told me not to. No, hey James, come to the callback when we don't have a lot of dudes. Yeah. I di- like, don't even bother auditioning, just come to the callback. And then we ended up having enough dudes. So I was like, so okay. And it wasn't me, it was my co-director who was like, mm. don't tell James not to come. Wow. Tell James not to come. So don't blame me. All right. Wow, that's, yep. Yep. I feel like there's roles you could have performed, though. Ooh, it was um, a very good play. Don't you be like that. Well. It was a good <laughs> yeah, production. Let's it was not. a call out all the. It was a good actors. production. Yeah, it was great. I saw it. Um, it was really good, and you were very, very great in it, Gina. You were fantastic. I know. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, James. The reviewers and Riley was good as well. They did. You, Should we the, do a podcast? No, uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep talking. Okay. The reviewers did. Uh, did did often say that Riley and Gina were the best part of the production. Mm. So it was chemistry. Yeah. They yeah, were chemistry. Yeah, chemistry no. that we we'll see today here in the podcast. In the real world, yes. I like outside the rain of the acting noise. realm. The rain noise the was rain, good. The incessant rain noise yeah, was never my stops. favorite bit of that show. Yeah. Except for when it didn't mean to. Ooh, oh, remember, yeah. that? I remember that? The, our second last night when it was in the scene 
the end scene with um, Andrew. No, you're and right, Gabriel. actually. And we were like, the rain oh. turned off for a solid like two minutes. Oh my god, bef- no! Before, I wasn't there. For yeah, that you night. weren't there for that one. The rain turned off for a solid two minutes. Oh before no, it was that is heartbreaking. And then it came back on, and then like yeah, ten time. seconds later, it was like, oh, the rain has stopped. For context, the uh, one of the uh, key production elements of the show is that. Uh, there is uh, rain the entire the entire show and it never stops until right at the end. Mm. So that's pretty devastating. Yeah, hence so that's the title kind of when the, the rain stops show. falling. Hence, hence that title. Well, let's get into it. Now we? we will do a podcast. Yeah. Yes. We do our podcast. We decide when we podcast. <laughs> Gina, we decide. <laughs> we, decide. Oh, okay. we all got articles. Gina herself has also brought an article. Yes, indeed. Which would be concerning if you didn't. Yeah. But yeah. Just going to make one up. Is yeah. that cool? Cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, what no, do, that's, right? that's what we do. That's what we do week by week. Yeah, we like it. It's all a big improv yeah. slash. Well, we're going to go deep into our, our, our weird, wacky, and uh, stupidly in-depth articles and um, have a have a good time. Yes. Who's going to go first? Jimmy I'll Kehoe? go first. Jimmy Kehoe. I'll Off do you. it. Do it. I'll do the uh, the gosh dang the thing that the we thing. do. Good. Awesome. Let's talk about high fives. So, oh, yeah, so, sure. Like the, <laughs> hang on, the, the, the act of a high five or oh, the, yeah. chi- the children's TV show high Not five? Not the children's TV show. Um, I'm severely disappointed. the James. hand gesture that occurs when two people simultaneously raise one hand each about head high right, right. and push, slide, or slap the flat of their palm against the flat palm of another person. Is that already, what a high five is? I yeah, have you guys this. heard of this? Have you guys? Yeah. It's a bit of a phenomenon. Yeah. New have you heard information. Of the, uh, the premise of our podcast, James, mm-hmm. where we do things that people might not know about? Or things that are oddly obscure because did you know the origins of the high five? I don't. I did. I don't know the origins of the high five. All right. Well, all right. Around the circle, how old do we think the high five is? Six. Not. Yeah, good (laughs) one. We all remember 2012 when someone was just like, what am I? What if I clapped but with someone else? else. I'm going to say BC. BC. Mm. So it was like it's like we're talking a biblical gesture. Yep. <laughs> Jesus, and, not even Jesus like... and John invented the high five. Which is like, boom. The 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 high five as we know it, I'm sure probably the late 19th century or early 20th century. Mm. But I'm definitely sure that <sighs> Neolithic humans were like, Hell hey yeah. bro, nice saber tooth tiger kill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Wasn't that was it? Let's make that outfit. <laughs> Let's make that our secret handshake. Our secret handshake. No one will know. No, no one, one will copy yeah. it. Anyway, uh, so you reckon BC, you reckon early Obviously. 19th century, uh, sorry, late 19th century, early 20th century, yeah. Riley, what do we think? I, I reckon I reckon Middle Ages. Let's go Renaissance. Just, okay. Let's get the whole, whole mm. spectrum on there. What if I told you the high five's only been around for about 40 to 50 years. I was there closer with six. Yeah, right? Like, there you go. This I'm, is a I'm pretty taking that crown. I'm taking that win. Surprisingly <laughs> recent gesture. So there are many origin stories of the high five. Nothing really set in stone, but mm. a few theories, a few documented. Their two most documented candidates are Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke of the Los Angeles Dodgers, a mm. professional baseball team on October 7, 1977. And Wiley Brown and Derek Smith of the Louisville Cardinals men co- men's college basketball team during the 1978 and 79 season. The so 70s. The 70s. No, wow. no surely not. Yeah. I refuse to believe that. We did not have before high Before that time, two humans didn't go, this is cool. They never thought of it. They I'm sure. kept eye contact, no physical contact. No. Interesting. <laughs> this was the invention of physical contact in the 70s. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's crazy. Um, so let's talk about these two. Uh, stories, both of which revolving around sports. So you can tell it was very much a spur of the moment, like 
slap thing that we do. Slap thing. That slap thing. Hey, bro, slap thing. <laughs> <laughs> the use of the phrase as a noun has been part of the Oxford English Dictionary since 1980 and a verb since 1981. The phrase is related to the slang gimme five, which is a request mm. for some form of handshake. Variations include slap me five, slip me five, give me some skin, with five referring to the number of fingers on a hand. Oh, wow. there Thank we go. You. We're really Stop kind it. of getting into it. Stop huh? it. That what that means. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, well, see, here's what's interesting because the high five came about in the 70s, but the low five, <laughs> um, so the high five originated from the low five, really? which has been a part of African-American culture since at least World War II. So we had right. the low five. We were, we were slapping it on the down low, but we hadn't kind of yet <sighs> That's a different thing, elevated it. Yeah, look, all right. Don't bring that. Don't bring your dirty. So what you're trying to say is it's another thing white people have stolen. We definitely, definitely did do that. Yes. Good. White people have never invented anything. No. <laughs> Except so, podcasts. Famously. <laughs> Except <laughs> <a> podcasts. <laughs> Just another classic McNamara zinger. I love it. Um, so let's talk about Glenn Burke and Dusty Baker. They're these baseballers. Please. Uh, for decades, the conventional wisdom has been that the origin of the high five occurred between these two men uh, during... A uh, uh, show. I was going to say show. A, a game. A game. That's the one. You can tell I'm not a, sh- a sportsman. A showing of their baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> their theatre sports. Um, <laughs> so. I'm an athlete. I did theatre sports in high school. Mm, senior Rater Beta right here. Oh. I'm all about them sports. Um, so 1977, um, in the sixth inning. Let me set the scene. Sixth inning. Yep. Dusty Baker hit a home run he off didn't. Houston Astros pitcher J.R. Richards. It was Baker's 30th home run, making the Dodgers the first team in history to have four hitters with at least 30 home runs, each in a single season. As journalist John Mualam tells the story, it was a wild, triumphant moment and a good omen as the Dodgers headed to the playoffs. Burke, waiting on deck, thrust his hand enthusiastically over his head to greet his friend at the plate. Baker, not knowing what to do... (laughs) Because the high five hadn't been invented. Smacked it. (laughs) His hand was up in the air, he said, as he was arching way back, says Baker. So I reached up and hit his hand. It seemed like the thing to do. Evidently it was. Um, The story regarding the origin of the high five can be found in the written news as early as September 1982 is featured in the ESPN 30 for 30 film The High Five, directed by Michael Jacobs. Um. Seminal piece of yes, yeah. <laughs> film noir. <laughs> um, another origin story in 1980 was the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, forward Wiley Brown went up to give a plain old low five to his teammate Derek Smith. But suddenly, Smith looked Brown and... Listen, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, it's so deep. It's so, it's so, it's so deep. in depth. But suddenly... Smith looked Brown in the eye and said, no, up high. Wow. Brown thought, yeah, why are we staying down low? We jump so high. (laughs) Raised his hand and the high five was supposedly born. Is this a direct quote? This is legit. So no up high is a thing Brown said. That sounds like That Smith said. And Brown was like, yeah, why are we staying down low? We jump so high. Welcome back to James Keogh's Broken Links. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finding this uh, hidden origin story. Um, so there are so many uh, variations. You've got the it details, the too slow. You know, you're the oh, guy. No. Oh. 
And there, there are pictures. So you got up high, which is two people uh, doing the old classic high five. Down low, this man says, as he puts his hand down, uh, she goes to slap and then victim misses. <laughs> Too victim. slow. It's actually With written finger guns. It's actually the, written under the picture. It is so fucking funny. <laughs> victim. victim, victim, victim misses the victim of the too slow. Uh, they've got the air five, of course, is also listed here. A variation where the hands of the participants never actually touch, needing only line of sight to make the gesture. It has an advantage for participants who are otherwise too far apart to achieve physical contact. The participants may simply pretend to high-five or add an imitation sound of hand-slapping, also known as the Y-five, which I've never heard in my entire life and have never read until this very moment. That's not a thing. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse. Uh, National High-Five Day is yes. uh, th- uh, the third Thursday in April. Well, we missed, so we missed it, boys. It. We did miss we it. I'm so it. sorry, it. everyone. Um, next year. Next year. I'll pencil in my diary. Yeah. Yeah, cool. We'll reconvene all, all four of us. We'll so please. the 70s is when the high yeah. five was invented. That's so ret- recent. I sw- Close with BC. Not. Close. Close. Closer, yeah. Surely Just not. missed it. Mm. See, mm. no, I back Jane's assumption though because, as I said, I refuse to believe yeah. Yeah. that two people didn't just go high five. Oh, that's something. That mm. That's a thing. You know Moses was going around just like, yeah. hey, guys. <laughs> Promised land. Part of the Red Sea. Give me some skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. All right. Um, Gina. Hello. Would you like to tell us about your article? Look, if I must, boys, I'm going to take you on a journey. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, Have boy. we heard of unusual eBay listings? <gasps> <gasps> I'm not. No. I'm so ready. Okay. Now, there are categories to these. Mm. But we're just going to start first with things like selling cities. I don't know if it's legal. But oh, people like- have tried. For instance, um, a man in from Brisbane, Australia. Have we heard of Brisbane, Australia, folks? Not Any Brisbane fans Any in Brisbane the stands, fans ladies the and gentlemen. <laughs> in May 2006, he attempted to sell New Zealand <laughs> at a starting price of one cent. Ooh. This man was a fan of New Zealand. And the price rose to three grand before eBay was like, Three nah. grand. Three grand for New Zealand. I feel like. Put, if like a country for three grand, you'd be feeling pretty good about it. Trade in my car. Yeah. For like, three grand. <laughs> I might get a little bit more than that. For New Zealand. Yeah. That's a bit sad for your car. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's All Shit on Riley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's up. He's gone. He's leaving. He's walked away. Come back, I enjoy how quickly Gina assimilated into the podcast yeah. by roasting Riley vigorously. It's a good way to just get in on the, get in mate, on the mix. Mate, mate, I, I love the Mazda. I'm good at the yeah. roast. Mazda Zoom Zoom. Okay. And it's Sunday. It's the Sunday roast. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. (laughs) Other things. Also, there's a lot of Australian things that people have tried to sell. I think Australia as a country. It's a bit wild. International reputation for being bloody cheeky larrikins. It sounds like a very Australian thing to do, doesn't it? Just like, oh, mate. So an Australian newspaper reported in December 2004, what a year, am I right, Mm. that a single piece of Kellogg's Nutrigrain Sold on eBay for $1,035. Why, you ask? Why? Because it the- happened to bear a slight resemblance to the character E.T. from the Steven <laughs> oh, Spielberg movie. I remember that, movie. actually. <laughs> what? And then apparently the seller went on to a lovely TV show called Current Affairs. <laughs> oh, I've heard of that. Tracy Grimshaw. Tracy Grimshaw. Australian journalism. Australian journalism at its best, getting a man who has a... 
Nutrigrain. Nutrigrain? Good, good stuff. An ET Nutrigrain. Yeah. Very important. You've got to be specific. Yeah. Now, in 2004, a partially eaten 10-year-old grilled cheese sandwich said to bear the image of Virgin Mary. <gasps> sold on eBay for $28,000. Oh, you're joking. That's a Partially eaten <laughs> 10-year-old grilled cheese. I'm not sure what's the worst bit of that. Like, yeah, right? There are so many aspects like, of that. What's the bit that you like least about that? $28,000. All of it. I can't get two bucks to rub together. Yeah. Let alone $28,000 to spend on a fucking cheese sandwich. <laughs> all can, you you imagine need. The, can you imagine selling that? Like, I could sell all my worldly possessions and not come up with 28 grand. Yeah. yeah. Someone's, someone's got a bloody cheese sandwich. Be like, oh. Again, that's idea. pretty yeah. sad, yeah. Riley. I got an idea. Um, also, but some of this is nice. Like some yeah. of this is for charity. For instance, uh, in January 2006, a British man sold an unwanted Brussels sprout left over from Christmas dinner for £1,550 mm. in aid of cancer research. So, Beautiful. you know, it's Good a bit him. cute. I don't know who's having that Brussels sprout, but bless them. <laughs> now, there's a woman called Carrie Smith, again, for a good cause, in 2005 auctioned off her own forehead. What? To raise huh? the money to give her son a good education. Good How does that transaction Smith. take place? I'm what not does too that entail? sure. Does that mean like like forehead real estate? Like someone can like, like can come in and get an ad for and like tattoo it or something? Yeah. Wow. I just personally thought of her skinning her own forehead, but Me too. that sounds a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. Ow. I did think she was cutting it off. Two different trains of thought at the yeah. table tonight. And um, the bidding reached. $999.99 before goldencasino.com, a company well known for outrageous eBay purchases, paid 10 grand for her for forehead. So amazing. So bless, bless yeah, That Carrie kid's Smith. getting an education. Yeah. Now, another Australian doozy. Brown. In January 2006, a group of four men from Australia mm. auctioned themselves to spend the weekend with the promise of beers, snacks, Good conversation and a hell of a lot of laughs. Hey, that sounds all right. One thousand three hundred dollars. That sounds, sounds like, less all right. That sounds like yeah. something weird to her. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a Let's good. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Apparently, it's lucrative. Apparently, so. That'll be me in five years. Mm. Not gonna lie. Now, um, I've the reason I've chosen this um article really mm -hmm. is because um, if I get there eventually, this man, um. He went on to eBay and he wanted to raise money for cancer. Yeah. But what he was selling was a ghost. He sold a ghost. He didn't sell the ghost he because tried. eBay was like, you can't, you can't do ghost. that. But anyway, speaking of ghosts, gentlemen, mm -hmm. segue this. Please. Have we all heard of Amethyst Realm? No, 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 I'm so glad. Now, Ameth Amethyst Realm is a British woman from, you guessed it, England, who claims that she's had sex with 20 ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I have some heard something similar to this. Yes, yeah. I think it's exactly what you're thinking. Now, Amethyst Realm, bless her sweet cotton socks, said that about 10 years ago was the first time she had sex with a ghost. Mm. Now you're thinking, how? How can you have sex with a ghost? She says that it's like the same, you feel an energy 
on top of you. And she said that she felt pressure on her arms and breath on the back of her neck. Mm. Now she had a boyfriend at the time and she was, yes, and she was having an affair, she says, with this ghost until one day boyfriend came home from work early. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid he walk into the room and see nothing happening. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he caught her in the act. Dang. How would you feel? I don't really know. How, do you, how would you? How, how would, would you, you, you catch? <laughs> I, uh, how would you feel? actually know? I'm more curious about what he saw than what he felt. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, there was like a shadowy figure above her body, and then when he entered the room, it like disappeared. <laughs> it was here just a second ago. I promise. I promise. I'm cheating on you. It's, it's real. It's real. Now that's not the kicker. When she said, "Hey, babe, <laughs> I'm having sex with a ghost." She broke up with her boyfriend to be with the ghost. Woman's got a type. This sounds like she just really wasn't digging the relationship. She thought of a bad lie and now she's just try- had to carry that she's lie. She's too deep. <laughs> like yeah. she's in too deep. She's like, yeah, I'm having sex with 20 guys. There's 20 of them. <laughs> They're all, <laughs> all around. Sexing me. Ghost dicks all around. They're all, all around. around. Those could be ladies. But you know, You're right. I'm sorry. She said that. Ghost sex is so good. She's never going back to like a human man. Ooh. I don't know if she's had really bad sex or maybe just oh. ghost sex is just off the charts. I'm really not too sure. But now she's, it's been, yeah, I think she said 10 years she's been having sex with ghosts and now she's looking into the possibility of a ghost baby. Ooh, she wants a bit of that spectre nectar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on that joke for approximately. Like you as, were very quiet oh, yeah. for two minutes. <laughs> we should have seen this coming. Seen coming. I oh. hate you. You're welcome. Should have seen that ghost coming, am I right? Oh. Ladies that's, and gentlemen. That's disgusting. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Um, I get James done, Keogh, but James Keogh's spectre nectar. Oh, God. You're the worst man Bless. alive. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Did Gina just do two articles? No. <laughs> That's fine. Well, Look, Curtis, right. looks like we're cutting yours. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's unusual eBay listings and Amethyst Realm. Look her up. She's crazy. I mean, amazing. Yeah, she's great. Good, good Sounds woman. like an inspiration. <laughs> good luck to her luck. and her future. And her yeah. ghost baby. Yeah, all, all the best. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Amethyst, yes. if you're listening, please call in. Mm. Yeah, we'd love, <laughs> we'd love to. Have, no, honestly, we'd love to have you on the podcast. And I'm not, I'm not being facetious here. This isn't a meme. <laughs> She's a spiritual guidance counselor. Take from of course that. She is. Oh, okay. What you will. Is. Yeah. Amethyst realm. That's her real name. If there's anything this podcast needs, it's spiritual guidance. <laughs> it is. After, after spectre, after spectre, spectre? <laughs> definitely. We're sending you back to church, young man. <laughs> God. Good God. Riley, you, me, okay, you. me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk about something very, very dear to my heart today. Please. I'm going to talk about coffee. Yes. Um, now, we've all heard of coffee, I imagine. Curtis is this looking is, this, at me. No, this is the point. We, like, we're, we're 20 episodes in and like, we're just, we are running out of articles. I talked about hummus the first episode. Oh, yeah, true. You did talk we about always hummus. talk about things we know about. It's, it's just like there's all these details. <laughs> like we talked about high fives and then we found out some things we didn't know about exactly. high fives. That's true. It's fine. No, it's fine. So I'm, I'm making a, making an observation. Everybody everybody knows coffee, I assume. Yeah. Um, everybody drinks coffee, I assume, except for Alex Smith. This is a call out. Ha! 
Alex, I, lo- I love you, world. but drink coffee. Also, go um, to the dentist, Alex. Yes, please. Go to the dentist. Right, We're worried about get, you. This is getting a bit personal <laughs> yeah. now. I didn't, okay, mean, never <laughs> I didn't mean for it to get here. <laughs> How did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so anyway, um, back to coffee. So the history of coffee. Um, the first, so there's a lot of debate. There's the first recorded, um, you know, First, first recording of coffee being used to give energy or to yeah, you know, perk right. someone up mm. is um, the 17th century is when it was first written down. However, there's been a, there's a lot of like oral legend yeah, um, right. stuff that going around that the first person to ever notice coffee and like establish its properties um, was a man uh, in Ethiopia in the region of Kaffa. Um, I think it's pronounced Kaffa. Um, it's not, good sorry. that you've done your research, Riley. Yeah. Ha. Roast. Roasty toasty over I'm there. I'm so here. sorry. I should roast someone else, but it's so easy. You did you two articles. It up. Shut up. No, I didn't. <laughs> Prove it. Got up. Um, okay, so this this gentleman from uh, Ethiopia, his name is Koldi, and uh, he's from the ninth century. So going going way back. Yeah. Um, first noticed he, he was a goat herder, and he first noticed the effects of coffee when um you know he just stopped at a stopped at a bit of shrubbery one day, and his his goats were having a bit of a bit of a poke around, a bit of a nibble at some stuff on the ground. And they were ready to go all afternoon. And they went nuts. Yeah. Like they were just so, oh, so damn. energetic. And he was like, what's going on? Um, and yeah, apparently it happened a few times because you were making the trek back and forth a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it didn't appear in writing. So it was oral tradition passed down mm. for uh, many, many hundreds of years until 1671 when uh, the story of Coley was first actually written down. Um after that, you know, it um, went to uh, the – sorry, where has it gone? Um, introduced into the Arab world um, through Egypt and Yemen in about the 17th century. Uh-huh. Um, what a and, time. You know, there was a lot of stuff, mm. the glory lot of stuff days, going really. on there. There was, there was coffee houses um, back then. So, like, you know. Bunch of hipsters. Yeah. Soy yeah. lattes. Bun- bunch of, <laughs> bunch of latte. 17th century millennials just, you know. <laughs> Kicking around, spending all their money on coffee and avocado oh, toast. Yeah. Um, no houses for us. Yeah. And it actually it actually got so bad that um oh, I've lost the bit. No. Oh, classic McNamara. Yeah, God. This isn't good. It was good. going somewhere. It, it was going somewhere. How you doing, Jenna? How's it going? Tell me wrong. Wait till your turn. I'll find something. I'll Thanks, find something. Man. Yeah. It'll get there. This is this is a big article. I forgot which bit I wanted to look at. The coffee houses. Here we there are. You go. Here we go. Um, in. Yeah. So we went to the Arab world um, in about the 17th century. The there were coffee world. houses really early. Um, the first coffee house in Constantinople was opened in 1475. Um, um, after the you know coffee got there. Um, got there. Yeah. After the coffee after just the coffee up and walked. Got there. Coffee you know wandered over. Was like oh I guess I'm here now. Um, there was a lot of, um, a lot of people wanted it banned. A lot of people wanted coffee, coffee. banned. Ooh. Interesting. Um, uh, so it why. was initially used for spiritual reasons. Come on, guys, legalize um, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Soft chuckle from the group. That was very nice. Was a good one. Contextual. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I want so, yeah, the nanas. About 1100 years ago, um, you know, the uh, traders brought coffee into uh, Arabia and modern day Yemen. Um, they began, Muslim dervishes began cultivating the shrub to use it as like spiritual, um, yeah, you right. know, potion for want of a better word. Mm. Um, but there was a lot of like, a lot of 
people against it. Like hmm. they banned it. Um, yeah. Banned, well, it does have effects. Yeah, it's technically yeah. a drug. Yeah, I so mean, well, it, it, it's got caffeine, wow. which is a drug. Um, does coffee have caffeine, Riley? <laughs> does it? Fucking hell. Thank I'm you. just oh, reading what's on the page. All right, sorry. Guys, this is now so Curtis rude. is on the hate train. Oh, choo th- choo, th- destination Riley. This Negative podcast energy. is just the hate train. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You're all right, mate. I love you. Yeah, I love no. you like a brother. <laughs> yeah, so there was a lot of people of a, all, um, a lot of the land that wanted to ban coffee because, uh. you know, they were worried that it was going to kill people and all this other stuff. One of those people... Uh, was Gustav III of Sweden. Um, Sweden. Yes, that mm. one. Um, so coffee first got to Sweden around about um, 1670. And uh, so, you know, there was a bunch of stuff going on. A lot of people were drinking it, having a good time, like getting a bit energized, doing a, bit a, doing rowdy. a lot of stuff, Ooh. getting a bit rowdy. Um, and bit Gustav III of Sweden um, uh, was... Uh, so Gustav III of Sweden was the king, obviously, and he ordered a study done on identical twins. Okay. Um, who had okay. – um, so hang on. Let me get to the they, – they'd committed a crime and had been sentenced to death. Mm. Wait. Um, both of them? Both of them. Okay. I, I'm not sure of the crime or how they both ended up doing it. Mm. Um, I imagine it was witchcraft because they would have you know, identical twins. Like that's right. not a normal thing. You're obviously both lying. We're going to kill you. <laughs> Um, so the king ordered the experiment Big calls be from the McNamara camp. It's on the page. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> True, Prove though. me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I've never seen a twin. I don't believe they exist. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Official Sounds position fake, of the yeah. podcast, twins are fake. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, They're like unicorns. Hashtag. Um, so Hashtag the, twins are fake. The king ordered the experiment conducted on two, um, on these identical twins. They'd both been tried for crimes and committed content, condemned to death. They're sentenced. They're sent- Jesus. Mm. Your right. sentences were commuted to life imprisonment. I'm scared that I'm just going to get roasted for anything that no, no, I say no, you're now. Good. Please so carry I'm on. Really I'm very we trust you. Um, their sentences were commuted to life imprisonment on the condition that one of the twins mm. would drink three pots of coffee every day for the rest three of his pots. life. Oh, damn. And the other twin was to drink three pots of tea every day for the rest of his oh. life. Either and way, it's a win-win. Measure, win, you yeah. know what I mean? They were going to measure who lived longer. Oh, um, I like that. Um, so Gustav III was actually assassinated in 1792. So he never got to see the end result of his experiment. So oh, dang. sorry, buddy. Happens Unlucky. to the best of us. Um, the tea-drinking twin yes. died first at the age of oh, 83. Oh, that's Ooh. disappointing. The date of death of the surviving coffee drinker is unknown. <gasps> I'm convinced he's still, still alive. alive. <laughs> definitely, he definitely didn't still die. alive. Cof- three, three pots of coffee. Three pots of coffee. <laughs> For 30 years, this man cannot die. Coffee, too much energy. Coffee is a good... His cells just regrow. Yeah, his cells regrow. He's basically Wolverine now. Yeah. He's coffee Wolverine. If you're out there, immortal coffee man, find us. <laughs> I'd love to talk coffee, we'll Lord. You. We'll set you up with Amethyst Realm. It'll be great. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so um, in 1794, after um, the king was assassinated, the government tried to, to impose a ban on coffee. Um, the ban was renewed multiple times until the 1820s and was never successful in actually stamping out coffee drinking. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that they sounds like anything try. else. Um, Legalize it. Um, once, once the ban was lifted, coffee became a dominant beverage in Sweden, uh, which since has been one of the countries with the highest coffee consumption per capita in the world. Mm. Um, and the experiment's been jokingly referred to as the first Swedish clinical trial. Mm. Um, also, just pause. What's a dominant drink? A 
It's a drink that, you know, likes to be in control in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks for clearing that <laughs> yeah. up. All right. Yeah. Cool. yeah okay. Good. That's all cleared up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, good. No, I assume it means like one of the most popular drinks. Like yeah. one of the things they drink most. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's coffee and uh, Gustav III of Sweden's weird experiment with it. Well North. done. Love it. Pretty conclusive evidence. Riley? Good on you, mate. I'm really proud of you. I needed that. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. Do you guys want to hug just quickly? We can. We might, yeah. Stop the po- there we go. And they are hugging. They are hugging. Oh, oh, oh guys, oh, don't God. get this. Oh, God. They're, oh, my God. Oh, that is. I'm so glad this isn't that a That is definitely video. not bromance. Oh, that was not uh, safe for consumption of young kill- children. Children. I was so put off by your glare, your just your glare at me, uh, implying that you were doing more than a hug. We had a little kissy kiss. Kissy for the boys. Cause kissy for the boys. Guys, I'm going to talk about. Curtis, what are you um, I've talked about one of his uh, musical pieces before. If we hearken back to the uh, "As Slow as Possible," oh yeah, uh, yes. episode, yes. yes. You just saying that? Or did no, you? I listened to it. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I just come onto this podcast. I'm not really sure where I am, who I am, or who these people are. Well, we did have Sam Webb on last time, and he's he just didn't listen not to any, listen of, to wow. any of them. That's good. Uh, he's a he's a bad boy. He got the job done. <laughs> he did. Fifty two minute long episode, but it's fine. Um, it's just him <laughs> bullshitting on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, John Cage's. John Cage is the uh, composer of As Slow As Possible, which was the uh, piece of music that is scheduled to last for something like 600 years, mm. I think, um, in, a, in an organ. I'm going to talk about 4 minutes 33. Uh, it's happening. Yeah, it's <laughs> happening. You're doing it. I promised Alex I wouldn't and I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> this has been he, a big call out on Alex this yeah, episode. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. We love you. Yeah. You're all right. It's a three-movement composition by American experimental composer John Cage. It was composed in 1952 for any instrument or combination of instruments, and the score instructs the performers not to play their instruments during the entire duration of the piece throughout the three movements. So the idea is that four minutes and 33 seconds of just the musicians being absolutely silent, and the idea is that the music is the reaction of the audience because mm. it starts out with the audience. Like you can track it kind of thing. It starts out with oftentimes the audience being very quiet and just sitting there and like, Oh, what's kind of, what's kind of about to happen. What's, what's sort of happening. And then as, as it goes on and on and on, like they start to talk and they start to like whisper and you, so yeah, you can track like what is going and there are movements of it and such. So yeah, it's just um, a lot, a lot of, <laughs> The reason why I promised Alex I wouldn't do it is because uh, it's quite controversial because people are like, it's it's not music. It's contentious in that sense. It's contentious yeah. that like a lot of people are like, it's just not music. It's a, um, like it's performance art. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of get that. But I, I, I always argue that technically it, it is music because you can track the movement of the piece and um, the audience and they are conducted in a sense by the silence of the musicians. I guess. But like. Yeah. But it is also just silence. <laughs> it is just silence. It is so, exactly like. But what is music, James? I, yes, mm, exactly. I get. Gina, where do you stand on this one? Yeah, Define on. music. Music is whatever your heart wants it to be. Thank you, Gina. That's a cop out answer, and you know it. No, yeah. she's good. She knows what she's doing. You're Very welcome. diplomatic. You're welcome. Yeah. 
I don't know. It it sure, like I understand the concept, but like to call it mm, that's fine. Let's do it. No, no. All right, let's let's, let's discuss it. Let's discuss, let's discuss it. That's why this. we brought okay. it to the table. So I like it from a yeah, like performance a art performance art piece. But um, I don't know. I guess like I guess it is music. It's not good music. <laughs> no, it's like it's bad you music. You dance to it. But I'm isn't gonna, like good a you know? It's a very subjective term. Yes. I'm not going to queue it up on Spotify for my killer party. It is on Spotify. Is it really? Yeah. I was just Amazing. about to search. Because yeah. um, we could just sit here for four minutes and thirty three yeah, seconds. Why don't, why don't and you, why have don't you it give us a little bit of it now? A rendition. Yeah. Let me give you my sample. No, we literally of, uh, could. Except just, we'd have to pay copyright. No, we. It's no, not in the public domain. Nothing no, has stopped us doing that before. We wouldn't. Yeah, we've <laughs> we've sampled. Oh, okay, no. Here's my here's my <laughs> rendition. Here's my rendition. These things on the of podcast are right? Here we go. You said it once, and it's amazing. Yeah, there we go. That's how I feel about it, huh? <laughs> it's like it's like sure, it could exist. I'm happy with it existing as like performance art and like. But what statement is he even making? Is that a that's bold not making a statement? One. So that's what I. I argue so there's not performance, performance art. art. It's not. I think it's music. <laughs> then why is it? Mm, but why is it that then? Why is it silence then? Why is any music, music. noise? Yeah, because it has a meaning. Because it like fulfills can, criteria. It evokes emotion. It evokes would you say? Yes, but I like, would also say that this evokes emotion. Oh, because you're very emotional right now. Because you're very, very emotional. Very much so. <laughs> All right, should we get a definition of music? Find <laughs> a definition of music for up. me. I defy you to. Alex studies at the con. He can't even define Vocal music. Vocal or instrumental sounds combined hey. in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion. That is the dictionary definition. Vocal. What, the audience? Yes. <sighs> but not necessarily, right? No. So it could be nothing. They no, could, the audience could not talk was, at all. So could. therefore there isn't vocal. But there, there isn't. But there are also vocal. instruments and the instruments of silence. That's not so, an, so an instrument. So then the musicians playing the piece would not be the musicians. The audience would be the musicians. Yes. Mm. Look, all right. I don't like this article. Can we end the yeah. podcast? <laughs> I'm reacting somewhat hyperbolically for the, <laughs> the, the sense of the podcast yeah. and to do that. But like, ugh, just like get over yourself. Oh, you know, yeah, just like, you get over yourself. Why, is this, over why yourself. does this make you so frustrated? John Cage, get over yourself. Nah, he's a good boy. I like him. He's doing things that nobody else is doing. It's true. If everyone did the same thing, we'd be very bored. It's true. Mm. I don't know. If I listened to 4 Minutes 33 of Silence, I'd be I very bored. I would be very, very bored by you that. You do it all the time before well, you, you go to sleep. You, yeah. Just chuck it on before you go to I bed. I don't pay money to go to sleep, though. There is a you sequel. Don't oh, you don't? There's a sequel. Am I doing something wrong? So there's zero, zero, zero. Um, which is 433 number two. Yep. The directions originally consisted of one sentence in a situation provided with maximum amplification performed a disciplined action. At the first performance, Cage had to write that sentence. Yeah. Also, that was the that performance was the itself was action. writing that sentence. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. That's interesting. The second performance added four new qualifications to the, rec- to the directions. The performer should allow any interruptions of the action. The action should fulfill an obligation to others. The same action should not be used in more than one performance and should not be the performance of a musical composition. So the action, can't, the action shouldn't be playing music. Right. Yeah. In late, so that was written in 62. Mm. Um, this, the 4 minutes 33, no, uh, second one. And the 4 minutes 33 was written in 
52. So 10 years after. He then rewrote it again in late 1989, three years before his death. Cage revisited the idea of four minutes and 33 seconds one last time. He composed one cubic. So as in, and that's written as one, one with the little three, yeah. uh, the mathematical symbol of three for cubed. Uh, the full title of which is one cubed equals four minutes, 33 seconds, bracket, zero second, zero minutes, zero seconds, close bracket, plus treble clef. As in the symbol for treble clef, which is the- uh, Was this man okay? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> He's dying. Yeah. As in all numbered pieces, one refers to the number of performers required. The score instructs the performer to build a sound system in the concert hall so that the whole hall is on the edge of feedback without actually feeding back. The content of the piece is electronically amplified sound of the hall and the audience. I would agree. I would agree that that one is probably closer to what you would tend to consider. I would consider that music over four minutes thirty three seconds. Yeah, the yeah. original one. Yeah, that is that is sound. There's that inherently is, sound yeah. to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. There you go. Welcome to our John Cage debate podcast. Mm. That's where I'm going to leave it. Bless. I just want. I just want to have an argument. <laughs> Very good. Oh, Fair enough. Well, gentlemen. Yes. Lady, thank you. Our lovely guest, Jenna Don't Schwartz. Um, so fair. Yeah, she's got me. Oh, did it again. Oh, no. <laughs> move on, right. move on, move on. Um, we need to pick a winner. Yes. A winner for the episode. Winner for the, so let's, uh, let's, have a, let's have a rehash of what we uh-huh. did. James Kehoe, you did. High five. High five. Jenna Schwartz did. Unusual, two. no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, unusual eBay listings. Segwayed into Amethyst. Amethyst realm. Segwayed. <laughs> can we start doing that? Can we start segwaying? I, I've no, done I'm a, a special times, guest. Like... I get one chance and I was going to take it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair. Look fair. Uh, Curtis, you had? I had four minutes, 33 seconds. Yep. And Riley had? I had coffee. You did have coffee. C-O-F-F-E. What do we feel, boys? James, you kick us off as you went first. Yeah, What's sure. your favorite of the day? I liked Gina's. I liked yeah, you the, did. Uh, the eBay stuff and the Amethyst mm. woman. Thank and you. The, Nectar, the Spectre Nectar. Oh. <laughs> you like your own comment. I did. And I appreciate that. Jenna, how about you? Look, in, in, we do have a tradition that we don't vote for ourselves. To be humble, yeah. which I am, obviously. 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 You're the most um, humble person here. Yes, yeah. of course. Of course. I would actually vote for coffee because bless and also gives me hope that I may, you know, live forever and find this man. And we that will was. drink lots of tea and coffee together. Love that. I do. I do. That's probably my favorite, like, headcanon that we have as part of the podcast, that this man lives forever. <laughs> I do enjoy today, it very yeah. much. Um, Riles, how about you, man? Um, I enjoyed High Five. Mm. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wholesome. I, too, am going to vote for Gina's. Oh. Bless. Yeah. Thank you I so much. I did enjoy I did enjoy Amethyst. Which which one though? You can only pick one. Yeah. It's really just tied together just because it was shebang. just, you know. It was a segue. Yeah. James is right. James has segued before. I've done I think it. I've segued. I don't I th- I think James has segued into like I think he's got supporting articles, but Riley Jen is one. Okay. All righty. Well, um, Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks. And to um, be fair, if I didn't win, I was going to sue. Look, so. fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. We've got you. no money. You can't sue us. <laughs> I sue oh. every episode that I don't win. It's <laughs> very every single one under the table. There's all the documents are on my desk. I just don't know what to do with them. Sue that. Um, what 
got anything to plug at the moment, Daddy? You doing anything at the moment? I'm plugging a lot of sleep. Good. Mm, Good. My yeah. favourite. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to know about my social life going to Melbourne in a couple of weeks? Ooh. But that's oh, cool. it. Bearing that's in mind it. that this episode will be released. Uh, I'm very going. Far I'm after. in Melbourne right now. Yeah, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Phoning in from Melbourne is Jim Schwartz. <laughs> <Yeah>. Live. <laughs> This will probably go up sometime early June, I would It imagine. is my birthday. Ooh. Yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I did mean like anything professional going like, on. No. Do you have any, no, sh- do you have no, any shows? All, no. no. Oh, I know what you meant, but I had nothing. Nothing. So you can catch Gina in her one-woman show, All Gina Up, at uh, <laughs> the um, Metro Arts um, on June 13th. Uh, she'll be showing there, and it's sure to be a great evening. Yeah. You have Thank to pull you. that together by yeah. the time. <laughs> by June 13th. Yeah. Yeah. It's locked in now. I We've made the this booking. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, do we have anything to plug? Uh, not particularly. I mean, at this uh, point. No, well, or do we have some shows? We do have some shows, where, as, as, as we've mentioned Many times. Oh boy. Uh, we're the, we're, we have a comedy group, the Good Time Boys, um, and we have a. Um, well, we have. Have we locked in things yet? Yes, we have so locked we can, in things. We can, yeah, we can things. confirm. Sweet. Uh, I'm not sure specifically which date uh, we are on, but on the week of the 12th of July, we will be uh, performing as a part of uh, QT's uh, in house theatre company. Uh, Vina Carver oh, will be per, uh, performing as part of their Fresh Blood Festival. Um, and we'll have a sketch show there with some new sketches, yeah. um, all new content this time because we're sick of performing the stuff we've already performed. I never want to perform in Vigilize Incorporated again. <laughs> I'm done. I'm absolutely done. Um, yeah. Well, can't wait to see the great time boys. The great time That's boys. That's the one. The, the valuable time, time boys. Yeah. Um, and short and sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, are, we, will be, we will be performing um, that same week. Yes. Uh uh, from July uh, 11th to July 14th, uh, we will have a show as part of uh, the Gold Coast Short and Sweet Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the show is called the Duke of Zest. It's written by our delightful friend Alex Smith, yeah. who we keep roasting. Who does need to go to the dentist? He does need to go to the dentist. <laughs> He's uh, alone. No, I won't. <laughs> um, it, it's becoming concerning. <laughs> he hasn't been in nine Just years. Leave, I, leave no. him be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find us uh, on Facebook, uh, Unfeatured Articles, on Twitter, Unfeatured Pod, on Instagram, Unfeatured Articles. Uh, if you like the show, please share it around. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and or Google Play and all the different things that you like to listen on on your phone. You can tell your friends all about it. What else, folks? You have a professional Instagram, don't you, Gina? Oh, oh cool. Plug it. Do Follow- we? Yes. Follow Gina. It she- is- now they're going to know my full name. It's Gina. Spell that correctly. I don't want to spell my full name. Gina Schwartz Creative. Don't. I'm sure we'll put a link we'll on our link in the show notes. We'll put a link Less, don't add me on my personal one because you will see memes and cows. A lot of memes and cows. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, I'd actually kind of like that. Yeah. kind of like that a lot. Uh, so our Thank theme you. song is Purgatory and Friends by Kevin McLeod. It is. Thank you to That's Not Canon Productions for hosting us on their lovely network. You can check As out all the shows ever. at that's not Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Uh, you with watching. Your, sorry, listening. listening with your lovely ears, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> oh, you got me. Oh, yeah, now you're roasting me. You got me back, man. We're all okay now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Um, that'll about do it. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely do it. That'll be the last episode from me, folks. Yeah, and, and I will uh, be taking full time yep. now. Yeah, Gina's the new. <laughs> we'll Riley. come back and we'll see Gina next week. Uh huh. Um, I'll find then. someone else to roast, and they will leave. And, and then, then it's a big old cycle. <laughs> Whoever gets roasted the most has to leave. Absolutely, you get someone to get them in there. Yeah. Um, and then until next time, browse responsibly. Okay, so you find yourself in a rustic tavern. It's lit by a fire and a half and a grumpy looking bartender. And uh, I will to crime. What? I will to crime. Or crime, I'm proficient, I assist. Sweet, I will to crime with advantage. Okay, all right. What crime exactly are you committing? Uh, to steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now. No, I take it back. <laughs> Laura Disorder is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. It's a whole thing. We're not the worst. Follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at that'snotcanonproductions.com or find Laura Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now, on with the game. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.